We've qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Put Him Under Pressure podcast. Uh, we continue our podcast today uh, following a brief hiatus. Um, football wasn't really happening, so we didn't really have the opportunity to, to record, but we're back now. Football has returned and the Premier League season is continuing. My name is Kieran and I'm joined by Adrian and Connor, and we won't pause to say their names. Um, great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I did, that could have gone better. <laughs> Um, so I guess a lot of new changes to the Premier League. We've seen things from sanitising footballs to empty stadiums, uh, people taking a knee at kickoff. Some things say the same. Do they? Arsenal. Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like, which one of those things is the same? We'll get to that. Oh, we will. Let's what? not. <laughs> Let's just pretend <laughs> it didn't happen. Let's just do a podcast where we don't talk about Arsenal no. at all. Always have to just touch on Arsenal and uh, United. Well, I think it's fitting. Yeah, I think it's fitting to talk about Arsenal at length, considering that they <laughs> did, <laughs> did did kind of kick off the new season following what was very, very much like a warm-up game, Villa, Sheffield United. Um, we'll get to Arsenal, we definitely will. We'll get to United, we'll get to Liverpool, um, we'll get to Palace especially. Um, but I guess just with all the new changes and with all the new things and a bit of rust from ourselves and from the from the teams. Um, what do you think was your own personal highlight of football returning or anything that stood out for you? Um, I quite like the knee, the knee thing. Cool. I think that was uh, not emotional, but I think it was like, oh, yeah. I think, geez, this is serious. Yeah. <laughs> I think by having no names on the back of the jerseys and just having Black Lives Matter on the back instead of names. It adds an element of mystery to who's playing. <laughs> yeah, I find like when it's teams <laughs> like like, that? like Villa, I know a few of the players to see, but a lot of them I don't. Yeah. So oh. when I see number thirteen, yeah, having a good shot, I have no fucking idea. When who there's it is. a goal, it's like a who done it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd noise, big mm. one. Yeah. What's your preference? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think it's a popular one, but I prefer no crowd noise. Same. I haven't watched one without crowd noise, but really? Dave was saying how when Leno blew his knee out, you could just hear him yeah. screaming in pain on the ground for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't want to hear that. And with the fake crowd noise, I was talking about how uh, there must be some fella at the switch having the time of his life making him boo <laughs> and cheer. And he even makes him boo when he really shouldn't be because like when the ref makes a call against the home team, mm. he makes him boo. Yeah, and all that, and he's he's definitely been told to like preempt a goal. Yeah. yeah, so like they take a shot and it's like hey, oh yeah, and the ball's and gone well wide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got one finger on the hey and one on the oh yeah, so it just oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I find really off-putting is um, I was saying to Kieran earlier when they when there was like a pass or was I saying to you? It doesn't matter when when there's like a pass, a long ball or something and from our perspective it's really hard to tell if it's good or not yeah. and usually you hear the crowd kind of like get up and oh yeah and nothing happens and then suddenly like yeah. Sterling is through on goal it brings me back having no sound it brings me back to being at an actual football match because you don't have that advantage of you know the the good camera angle or the good angle and you do hear like the ball being kicked you do hear mm. people shouting and swearing um, I do prefer no sound um, yeah. personally because I just think it's more real and there's a lot of errors with the audio guy I guess we'll call him that the, uh, fake, the fake crowd is kind of pathetic like, it's kind of it's it's late. a bit naff yeah but what's worse is that VAR forgot to turn themselves back on oh yeah well it was goal line technology not VAR well I think we're going to we're going to put them in the same bracket here and, All right. and slag them both <laughs> any opportunity well, to be honest goal line technology so far has been impeccable yeah it's true. up to this point where they were like what even game was it Sorry, it was know. it was Sheffield United Villa okay so I think the problem is it was the first game like the first game yeah. of the restart any other game we probably wouldn't have cared they were there like uh, in the 10,000 games or something we've used goal line technology the goal has never been this obstructed and we just couldn't get a clear angle on it like hmm. bollocks like the camera the fucking 
camera crew got a clear angle yeah. on it. And I never knew it was cameras. I thought there was... You know, and I lasers. always wondered that. I always wondered, yeah. like... It's like Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. Yeah, lasers. I thought it was like, yeah. did they put a chip in the ball or something? Like, hey, they couldn't do that, you yeah. know? Like, uh, I, I always thought that about, like, um, counting passes or, like, uh, possession statistics. And it's like, is there a chip in the ball or whatever? Yeah. But... There's actually people there's physically... There's people just physically pressing buttons. Yeah. Analytics what a doesn't shit come job. from nowhere. Yeah. Just... I mean, that can never be that accurate. Although it's probably more accurate than the computer could be well, at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't understand that. Um, how they say there's like, was it seven or like 11 cameras around the goal? or mm. um, And that one Lord. fucking normal camera could see clearly. But we like you could pick it up and I say the naked eye, but it was obviously on a camera. But from yeah. like the normal TV camera, it was very obvious. Yeah, very obvious. Um, we have kind of smashed into like big talking points already, but I wanted to get back to like your point, Adrian, uh -huh. on the taking the knee at kickoff. Of course, monumental as as Jermaine Gina said when he was playing, there was always the kick it out T-shirts. But was that anything actually done? Like this is actual action being taken by. A governing, not a governing body, I guess, but like a, a large organization with a lot of influence. So it is quite a big thing. It's, it's striking, but oh, it's kind of back to that thing of like, what does it do other than raise awareness? Do you know what I mean? Like the kick it out t-shirts mm. raised awareness. People taking the knee before raises awareness. There's not much else they can do other than clamping down on it when there's crowds and yeah, stuff. But I wonder it. what it would be like if a crowd was there. What crowds would be there? Well, I'd imagine it would be like... Remember England? England fans, back in the day, they stopped it now, but they used to boo every national anthem for mm -hmm. the opposite, opposite team. There's 100%. Like, you only had to see London during the like the Black Lives Matter marches that the, the football lads or whatever they want to call themselves yeah. now. So they go to football week in, week out. There's no chance they'd let that no. happen. It is very convenient that there's no one to oppose it in the crowds. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think it's a big stand. But did you see Sadio Mane at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> we were joking about it before it happened. We were like, wouldn't it be funny if someone just caught the ball and ran with it and scored while everyone's taking a knee? Sadio Mane there, like he's lined up for the Olympic 100 yeah. metres. Yeah. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's it. Um, speaking of Sadio Mane, I know we're, like, we're, we're zigzagging across topics, but listeners, like, we haven't spoke about football together for a long time, so it's probably going we'll we'll to catch up like on this. It. It's all spilling um, over. But Mane was in Coleman's back pocket today. Yep. This fella who everyone thought was finished after breaking his leg, turns out he's still the best Irish player, which maybe he has gone to shit, but he's still the best Irish player. <laughs> Doesn't say much, does no. it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Are we talking about Liverpool? Frustrating game. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I guess we'll start on it. Yeah, I mean, we, we literally just watched it moments ago. Flynn, I don't know if you could name one thing that happened. Um, Calvert Lewin almost came close to almost having an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Very disappointing. And, I mean, I've watched a lot of the games since uh, Wednesday. Mm. Really enjoyed them. A lot of the time I, I watch football without sound anyway, so it seems like back to normal quality is really good, and this was just terrible, slow, yeah. missing like key players. I uh, I had a feeling that, that it might be a difficult game, but fucking hell, it was just so boring as well. Like It was. like I think one of the trends for the first games of the return of the Premier League is that the first 45 minutes barely anything happens mm. but there was just something different about this heart first half of this game yeah it was just all wrong i was really disappointed with the lineups and felt like no one was interested i think both teams are actually happy with a goalless draw i think yeah probably yeah i mean liverpool are gonna they draw every game from now till the end of the league they'll win it. Mm. so it's fine yeah. for them um and i think everyone just didn't want to get beat yeah it just feels without a crowd there's no enthusiasm on the part of the players. When you see them celebrating a goal, mm. uh, they just kind of meekly high-five or whatever. They're like, hey, mm. great job. Whereas, oh, I was thinking, if there was a crowd, you'd be going fucking ballistic scoring, celebrating a goal. Yeah. So I kind of think, without a crowd there, 
players just aren't really that arsed. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say they don't care, but I know what you mean. It's hard to, it's hard to be as there's, enthusiastic. There's no outside uh, pushing force yeah. know, to make you make because like you can't linger on the ball when the crowd is there because fifty thousand people are going to be like boo yeah. or they're going to cheer when you make a tackle and you're going to be like yeah yeah this is it let's go. Whereas when the cra- no crowd there, that's what I've learned watching uh, without a crowd is that all managers do, all they do is shout go go go, or <laughs> shout players' names like uh, Ashley, 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 go 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 go. <laughs> that's all managers do, and that's that's their entire it's career. Big books. Yeah. yeah, and the best managers shout go 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 more than the other. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, that no, was disappointing. Um, I didn't think too highly of uh, Adrian. You'll, you'll be able to pronounce it better than me. But the uh, player that Liverpool um, signed from Salzburg, Minamino. Minamino. That's it. I thought he. It's not that hard. Yeah, but I didn't know exactly. Oh, what it was. I think his full name is Takumi Minamino, okay. which is a bit of a mouthful. I can I can remember Minamino now. Yeah, it's like Minami. They, they just call him Taki. <laughs> Which isn't even Minamino. looks like a mix of both names. Yeah, Minamino is a nice name. Yeah, Minamino. I actually googled how do you pronounce Minamino when they signed them, and it's just a like thing comes up on Google. Takumi Minamino. I was like, nice, got nice. it. So I said it about ten times one night. And now Thanks, I Google. Um, yeah, I guess the difference, like with with a derby, especially because the other games, I don't think there was as much of an intensity, perhaps. Uh, City Arsenal would have been one with an atmosphere, but I mean, it was in the city of Manchester Stadium where there arguably never is one anyway. But in the <laughs> Liverpool derby or the Merseyside derby, yeah. they would usually have that pressure cooker of, you know, 20,000 fans on yeah, yeah. their backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does matter because otherwise, home and away, like teams are demonstrably better at home with their own crowd. Than they are away with a hostile crowd, so it makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, but that's what they're saying about the Bundesliga is like the percentage of home matches being won is so much lower than yeah it was before the lockdown. Like, so obviously it makes a difference if you're traveling a long way, but if you're going yeah. from Goodison to Anfield or vice versa, sure, mm. it fucking yeah. makes no difference. Like, yeah, you know? it's, it's yeah. amazing how. Morale just makes such a huge difference mm, yeah. to a technical sport. And there's definitely players like who get confidence from the crowd, or yeah. like if a crowd is giving them shit, they get g'd up by that as yeah. well, you know. And I maybe you saw a bit of that today. Um, but a big thing is just that the sides. Well, the Liverpool team was kind of shit. It was very weak. Um, one thing I was surprised by by having no sound was how little. Uh, subs and coaches say during games like you said it's that's just the manager shouting yeah. you think the players like if that was your your buddy on the pitch you might be like yeah go on have, mm-hmm. a, have a go mm-hmm. have a go nothing they don't care I know but it'd be like it's their job so if you imagine in the office if people they don't come up to you in the <laughs> office every day being like go on yes <laughs> send the email <laughs> yeah I wish they would. Go on. Yeah. They're taking my shirt off after <laughs> yeah. loading up an Excel file. <laughs> the joys. Shit, uh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, moving on to what I personally think was probably the best game, well, second best game, actually, uh, was actually on the first day of the return of the Premier League. Man City versus Arsenal. Quite, a, quite an interesting first half. Uh, and full time. Uh, I think we all know by now what went down. But Flynn, if you want to give us a give us a scoop. Look, I mean, what can you say about David Luiz? It hasn't been said about Hitler. Uh, <laughs> I, like David Luiz, I was on the podcast here earlier in the year saying, you know, he's actually okay. And Jesus, he he loves you in with these okay or good performances, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe he is a good defender. And then Jesus, he whacks you over the head with shit like this, and <laughs> and what? I'm just watching this with my hands outstretched, like thinking, what is happening? What is this man 
doing? <laughs> what is he? What is going through his mind? At to- is he? Uh, is he a footballer? Does he know how to play football at all? But <sighs> like that first goal was a perfect example of how you missed the crowd noise because I had the crowd noise on. But ball comes to him. He hits it with his arse and it goes into the air and Sterling smashes it in. Yeah. And there was no reaction and I just heard, Sterling! And I looked away yeah. for a second and oh. turned back and I was like, yeah. It's very anticlimactic, yeah. yeah. But, um, okay, shocking defending for that. Yeah. Uh, not even defending, anti-defending you'd call it. It's like not not attacking, it's anti-defending. <laughs> he's just giving a leg up to the attacker. Uh, and then <laughs> red card and I just say though I thought they changed the rules about red cards and penalties yeah. I thought it was it can't be a red card and a penalty and this happened earlier in the season with Arsenal as well, well uh, <laughs> I, I with David Luiz no Mustafi sorry but it was David Luiz I mistake. think what happens is scoring, isn't it? it was automatically if you were the last man back before yeah it was a, a, and it was a penalty it was I a know. red card but I think they changed that but the reason he got a red, and I think it was a harsh red, to be honest. But it wasn't the red card foul. He was pulling someone back. It was a penalty. I think what they were saying yeah. was he didn't try and play the ball. He was clearly just. But that's not a red, though. Yeah, I mm. tend to agree, actually, but it doesn't make up for the fact that it was a disastrous like fifteen minutes. My God, yeah, the guy didn't even start the game. He didn't start because yeah. they don't want him, and they're like, he's on a one-year deal with an option for a second, and they're not going to renew it. And this wouldn't have been an issue if it wasn't for this COVID shit pushing him <laughs> into this season. So, oh my God. <laughs> well, the, I, the saddest part, I think, is was Palace's game. But Chelsea offered Gary Cahill or David Luiz to Arsenal. And Luiz opted for Arsenal. Or Arsenal opted for Luiz. And then we took got Cahill. Yeah, we got Cahill. But it could have been the other way around. Jesus Christ. So... I mean, what look, it it could have hindsight's the greatest sight, I'm yeah. sure. And if if a year ago someone had offered you the two of them, you would have probably taken David Luiz. Yeah. But look, yeah. he's probably gone anyway. Arteta is in the media defending him because uh, he has to. Because he has to. I've never believed someone less than when I'm listening to Mikel Arteta saying that David Luiz is a part <laughs> of his plans going forward. <laughs> I'm like, he not is, a single yeah. player in that squad should be part of his plans. Oh my God. Well. Also, two games back now, and like three season-ending injuries in yeah. two games. Like yeah. uh, Pablo Mari, who was supposed to be the starting centre back, just signed, uh, and also he's not even signed yet. He's on loan with an option to sign. He's injured for the rest of the season, and they're gonna sign him. Iran, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Jaka. Uh, Jaka's gone down. He's probably out for the season. Then Leno, who's been player of the season, it's always a bad sign when your goalkeeper's player of the season. Yeah. Leno, <laughs> his fucking leg went the wrong way <laughs> or something, and he's out for the season. So, I mean, Aubameyang <laughs> is the only decent player they have left, and he's just, oh God, do I have to do it all myself? And uh, Cedric Suarez, <laughs> yeah, his loan, oh, his loan is going to be up. Look, I mean, that wasn't the worst idea in the world, but it wasn't a good idea. No. They signed him as a stop, as filler. They thought he'd be, the season would be over by now. Obviously, it's not. He's going to leave without playing a game. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was like... Enough said, really. What the fuck? Anyway. I, I felt it was mental that, that uh, against Brighton was Arsenal's second game, yet Brighton looked sharper and more fit than the Arsenal players. <laughs> and it's Arsenal. They've had two away games now in a row in like three game, in three days. And because of the restrictions, you travel to the place on the day within like a few hours. Yeah. Like uh, in the City game, they travel there like two hours before kickoff or something. And their next game's away to Norwich as well. So they've, they're going to have three away games in a row with these restrictions. And they're probably going to get more injuries. Uh, but I heard... Which I found was very odd. I think it was the NBC. Uh, MB is it NBC in the states? NPCS. B N S B C. Yes, those guys, permanent TSB or whatever they're yeah. called. They were basically saying that uh, on the day of the game with uh, with City, and this was right at the start of the game. The day of the game against City, they took a flight from London. Yeah. 
London Stansted to, to Manchester at 5am. They then hung around a hotel with their own catering staff and obviously dust around the hotel for the day with, with a game that was starting at what, 8 o'clock? Jesus. And then they had to travel back after the game to Liverpool to get a flight back to Stansted. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. logistically make any sense considering no. you can get a coach. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't know what they're at. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> For 15 years. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just watching it. It's like, it's like watching performance art. We're going to like a theater for like an amateur drama group and you're just watching these people and you're like, what are they at? Like, what are you doing? What's that mean? But like, they're your friends so you have to support them or something. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say that after every season. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I think they're making progress. I, know. <laughs> I don't know what they're I doing know. at and all. We try to give Arsenal so much credit. Like, I think the last time we were here. Yeah. With the whole, would you rather be a United fan or an Arsenal fan? Mm. Fuck. Yeah, but like this is it. Like when we was when we were having that conversation a couple of podcasts ago, we were saying that it was off the back of like, was it like six games you went undefeated? Yeah. A lot of draws now, mind. But like it was like you know this is progress, a nice, nice stable start, and then obviously this happened, and then you came back and you had two embarrassing defeats. Yeah, I mean, like look, the City game. I actually thought they were doing fine until David Luiz came on. I thought, but that was like fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I know they were doing. It wasn't. No, man. I agree. It was like they lost two 0 to City. Three. Was it three? Yeah. It was City scored in like the ninety third minute or something. Yeah, who you can cut this, but who got that last goal? Foden. Foden. Aguero hit the post it. at the end, and then. Oh right. We've done our um, research. But yeah, I mean, losing three 0 to City is not. With 10 men for like Terrible. 70 minutes or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't good, obviously. I feel like I say this a lot. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't good, obviously. <laughs> what we do, right, is we just copy and paste Flynn's reaction from every Arsenal every result. This is actually me speaking in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Newcastle yeah. just came back from 4 0 down. <laughs> Czech Teote. Wasn't good, obviously. Actually, or I beat Czech Teote. Rest in peace. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. It's uh, I forgot that four happened. years to the day, I think. Mad. Today. And he just dropped dead, right? I think so. Yeah, crazy. crazy. I, I actually I have a screenshot on my phone because that came up and it was like, you know, three or you're saying mm. four years ago. I be three. didn't even realise he died. Nice. Really? Yeah. Wow. Didn't. No, it was. It was a thing. It was a big thing. But he wasn't with Newcastle at the time. I don't think so. No, I doubt it. Yeah. And it wasn't during the season. No. So, like, I mean, it would have been... It must have just it... been, like, a heart attack, wasn't it? Yeah. When was the last Cardio. time a player died during the season? Other than your man Salah. Uh, you meet your man... Oh, yeah, the... The, the guy died in the... Car- it car- plane? Last time... Yeah. It was a helicopter. No, it was just a whole, like, little plane, wasn't it? All right. So... That's not someone died during the season. But do you remember there was, like, a spat of, oh, like... People just dropping dead on the pitch. Just, what I remember, was, yeah, I yeah. remember Fabrice Muhammad dropping and not dying, but he was out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very good. Well remembered. And there was like a Cameroon player as well that did it too. He just collapsed in the box. And... Yeah, there was like two years that people just kept dropping. Um, <laughs> we four... didn't hear much about that. <laughs> like, 3G I mean... is when they brought 3G out. Yeah. Player who died while they were still a player. I don't even know. I mean, it's probably a good thing that we're struggling. Yeah. Right? There's certainly not many. There was that other plane crash where it wiped out like nearly an entire team. In Brazil? Yeah. Chapo Guense. Yeah. Well, do you remember the Togo bus? Yeah. Atterbury. Atterbury. Oh, they were like that. shut up. Yeah. yeah. Atterbury got sick about that from Arthur Fanson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I think so. I think That's they fair. said something to him. Um... But as we <laughs> were saying, on. moving or losing three 0 to City isn't that bad. But the Brighton game and the manner that you lost—I didn't even see them score the winner because I had turned it off at like ninety minutes. I was like, whatever. It was, yeah. But I think the reaction of the Arsenal players after the game shows exactly what they are lacking, and it is a bit of discipline. And it was Gendouzi apparently, was it? Gendouzi like throws a little dig at. Mope as he's passing and then he grabs him by the throat and Gwendouzi looks like a 
14 year old girl like, yeah. genuinely oh, like even the hair like, he's a shit stir he's a real shit stir if you ever watch him play he's always out to get people but he's, he's a bit like that uh, Diego Costa but a bit more but, but Diego Costa way. looks mean and a bit intimidating like Ganduzi is like I'll Gendouzi. fucking get you after the game he's like, like <laughs> the buddy's the buddy's like sidekick like, fuck off but like the buddy's sidekick is more annoying than the bully yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like the hype man. Oh, yeah. you just hate them more than the bully. Like, yeah, yeah. these fucking Weasley kids who just hang around. Uh, I won't get into the like when do we Wow, it's turned into a therapy session. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, pretty, pretty poor. Um, not impressed by Arsenal at all. I don't know what the, I don't know what division is. I don't know what the goal is. You, you said the next game is Norwich. Yeah, surely, so. like I mean, surely they'd get back on track. They were away from home again. I couldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they just made a hands of it because I don't even know who's going to play. Ozil on three hundred highest paid player in the league, I think, or something. Doesn't even play. I'm yeah. sick of Ozil anyway. I, I've said this, this before. Yeah. I I don't want to even say talk about Ozil, but like, Did, well, you once said you'd prefer him in a team over Sanchez, but yeah, let's not forget that. We won't forget that. It was like three years ago, but you still can, We can it. actually copy and paste it. Yeah, fine. Well, like, we all get some things wrong. <laughs> I think that was the season, though. I was saying to Dave, Dave asked, what, when did you give up on Oslo? And I think it was that season. At the end of that season, I said, when uh, they were playing highlight reels, and it was highlights of him scoring against Ludo Goretz in the champion. Yes. Might have been the Europa League. Yeah. Or that one where he no, flicked over the keeper. Great goal. Unbelievable. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Wow, what a great performance, great goal. I was still seeing that at the end of the season, and that's all they had. That's all they had to show was him against these fucking minnows from Bulgaria. Like, yeah, great, great goal. That's all you've done all season. You haven't done sweet fuck all else against anyone. And we're meant to buy into this, that he's a great player, and it's like, we're supposed to pretend that we're happy with this. I'm like... I'm not happy with this. I don't like... I, I'm not happy with what we're getting. Well, like, Ozil is, like, undoubtedly a really good player. I mean, he played for Real Madrid, did really, really well, came to the Premier League, did really, really well. He is. And then is just shit. It's like, you know, 2017 happened and he's shit. You know, he is still good. When he plays, sometimes he still does play. And I'm like, oh, wow, he picked a great pass there. Oh, oh wow. I don't think anyone else would have seen that yeah. through ball. And you're like... He's got undoubted ability and talent, and there's a bit of magic in his passing. Mm-hmm. I'd say that, but like, it's, Jesus, for what he's getting and for what he's supposed to be, he ain't doing it. He's supposed to be like De Bruyne. He's supposed to be right up yeah. there with De Bruyne or whoever else who's a good attacking. Well, he was like playing before the lockdown. So what's he done in the last three, two, three months that's made Arteta go? Nah, you're not. I'm not even going to give you game. It has like. to be the attitude. It has to be yeah. the attitude. And I could be wrong here, but wasn't that his like undoing at Madrid? Was that mm-hmm. they obviously stack full of talent, but because he wasn't the number one choice, he kind of was like, "All right, get rid of me." That's yeah. And I think he thinks that, and he, it's probably true. But like, I bet he thinks that he's above Arsenal, and he's just going to sit out and run out that contract, and someone's going to snap him up. His attitude on the pitch is just demoralizing to everyone watching. Watching him like, even if he's not playing that badly, he'll sulk. He'll just shoulders down, hanging, kind of eyes on the ground, head down low, and just kind of sulking around like. Yeah. And you're like, fuck's sake! But uh, then when you see him post like, still up the gunners and stuff, that's surely just like his agent. Or the something. Has speak, you know, it's, it's, it's probably not him be sitting at home being like. I'm going to still support the Arsenal. It's probably a scheduled that. tweet that he did at the start yeah. of the year. He did that <laughs> He did that saying, yeah, Gunners, yeah. He did that in like 2015, and they've been milking it ever since, as if this guy is fucking Thierry Henry, or <laughs> as if he's fucking Mar- <laughs> Martin Keown or something. <laughs> or, <laughs> as if this guy, like, if, <laughs> if he bleeds Arsenal, like, they just keep posting, yeah, Gunners, yeah. The guy, he said, yeah, Gunners, yeah, after a game, like, in 2015, and everyone's like, yes, this guy loves Arsenal. I don't think he does. I'd say he just couldn't give a shite, and if someone, if PSG came in for him, he'd be off. But where would, like, where, where is he going to go? Is his contract up at the end of this year? Or... <sighs> Let me think. 
he signed a new contract the year Alexis went. So what's that? Two and a bit years ago. Mm. And I think it, it? I think I think this will be the upcoming season will be his last season. God, so it's not even as if he's like yeah. gonna like be out of your hair at the end of the season mm-hmm. because I know it's like an American term, but like the cap room and the salary yeah. cap that you could literally replace him with three great players that want to play for Arsenal. Yeah. Mkhitaryan is still on the bill as well. Two hundred grand. <laughs> what? Yeah. So he's still there. Five well, he's on loan in, in Roma. In there? Roma. Five hundred five hundred thousand pounds a week is tied up in two players Holy that don't moly. actually play for Arsenal. And then but, you've got Saka playing out of his skin. Saka is the one bright him and Martinelli are like the two and Leno before he got fucked. The only bright spots in the season are these two eighteen year olds who are playing brilliant. Saka looks unreal, but uh <laughs> I mean I can't even get optimistic about that because I just think what's he gonna do in two years or when his contract's up? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a sad state of affair, affairs at Arsenal, but I mean, it gives us absolutely comedy gold on Arsenal fan TV. And Finn, you do give us a good belly laugh when you, when you, when you lose. So I don't even, that. I don't even respond in the group chat anymore. I know, yeah. but that's like, the humor of it. What you just know I just, I'm I felt really justified because I put it to you a few months ago about <laughs> the Arsenal signings and David Luiz. And you were like, no, 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 that's not the problem. Devin Louis isn't the problem. So I felt totally justified then in my point. Yeah. For a guy for whatever, he's supposed to cover for a year. I just thought, he can't be that bad. He's just been, you know. Right. At least no Gary Cahill. <laughs> if Gary Cahill was in Arsenal, he'd probably be doing the same shit. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be something. It's probably, it's probably true. It's probably true. I don't even get excited for games. I'm just like, what's going to happen now? Uh, Friday night, we had Spurs United. Here's, actually, there's another point to why, how I guess, how important crowds are, is that it took me until about the 80th minute to realise, Jesus, Mourinho against his former team. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Those things don't matter now. No. So I don't care. Like, can you imagine if it... I know it's not going to be, but if it was long-term, mm. no crowds, player transfers, oh, we'll give a shit. Oh, yeah. Go wherever you want. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. The game itself wasn't very entertaining. I think there was two big talking points. Uh, Adrian, if you want to kick us off on, on Tottenham's goal. Okay. Um, for anyone who didn't see it, uh, this guy Berg... Are we calling him Bergvine or Bergwine? What? Wine. Oh, well, okay. Bergwine. Um, basically goes through on goal. Mince, well, so, Shaw fucks up. Kind of. Yeah. Poor header. And, and he runs after it. It was so odd. I, I mean, was, I don't think he did that much wrong. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows Roy Keane kind of gave him, Maguire, and De Gea stick for the goal. Uh, Shaw, look, it's not great, but uh, Bergwijn gets the goal from the header, runs at Harry Maguire, turns like you would on FIFA with a player with massive acceleration, <laughs> and is through on goal and smashes it straight to De Gea and just bounces in off De Gea. Yeah. Um, I think De Gea's most at fault because I think it's pretty much straight at him it's it's a powerful shot but if you watch the way he goes down he doesn't like try and catch it it's like he goes down and tries to two fist it if we can call it that we can, can we call it that <laughs> uh, and, and it just bounces off his gloves and into the roof and that uh, Maguire look did anyone ever think Maguire was brilliant <laughs> no that's no. the thing what a fucking wreck I'd rather David Luiz than him I mean, it's hard to argue that. I mm, no, I don't I agree with that. that I don't agree with that. That's my one bright spot. Is that people think, yeah, everyone mocking Devin Louise and me saying, oh, he's not that bad. There are people who genuinely believe Maguire is a good defender. I he has so many flaws. Turning like he's of a he, fucking iceberg. He's been exposed there. De- definitely, he's been exposed. But David De Gea has done this. Like I would say four or five times this season, where he's like, <laughs> I only saw before things came back that one where he like basically catches it and drops it into the top corner. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. forget who it's against, but like that guy is just gone, totally gone. What happened? Like he was the best keeper in the world. He was lined up to go to Madrid. That fell through. Twenty eighteen World Cup, I'd say. Mm. He Spain. 
He didn't make a single save in that tournament. And Spain did terrible and in that tournament. he got a bit of a slating in the Spanish he media. He had a howler in that as well, didn't he? I think so. And he got a bit of a doing by the Spanish. And uh, I, I guess his confidence just shattered. And he hasn't really been any good since. Wasn't it that it, every shot that he faced... Went in. went in. I think so. I don't think he made. A, I think that's that he, he may did. as well have not been there. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like he didn't. I don't think he made a save that tournament. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's like the worst that ever for a. You could for actually a play with ten men and no goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds a, me of a stat I saw for Bayern Munich in like twenty when they won the treble. Mm. That in the league they could have played the league without Neuer, in like without anyone in goal, and they would have won the league still. Yeah. Because they Nuts. face so many, so few shots yeah. on target. But the Bundesliga is shit, as we've all found out. Yeah, we've all found out that. Now. Yeah, only since the isolation, like, because I'd I'd watch some games, but it mostly be the big games. Mm. But it'd be Dortmund, Munich, probably two, three times a season, mostly. But I used to think there was a good competitive edge to it, until isolation happened, and every team, including Dortmund, that Munich play, are like schoolboys. Yeah, yeah, mental. Mental the the gap, yeah. And then they've got like so many great players on the bench as well. They've got mm. such depth. Munich, yeah. yeah, crazy, crazy team. Like we think it's bad with like, you know, City, City having the edge in recent years, but PSG and Munich are like miles but uh, miles ahead of any other team in their leagues. Yeah, uh, I always thought it was a bit weird that they're called Bayern Munich instead of Bayern Munchen, which is. You know their mm. name in Germany, but like Bayern is German for Bavaria, but Munich is oh. English for Munchen or Munchen or whatever, mm. however they say it. So it's like half English, half German. It's like pick one. Why, why say Bavaria Munich or Bayern Munchen? It's the whole making of you know market. commercial, yeah. yeah. In other countries, they call teams like they say Arsenal London. Or London Arsenal and stuff like that. Yeah. And Liverpool. Uh, Merseyside Red. It's like Pez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the story with uh, Inter Milan and Internacional? Mm. That's one I never understand. Interesting split. They were both the same team. Yeah. And then there was, back in the day, it was to do with uh, foreign players, basically. AC Milan wanted Italian only. Internacional is mm. like international. Allowed non-Italian players, yeah. and then they formed. That yeah, one. I don't think they're actually called Inter Milan. They're just Inter International. But um, people go on when you say uh when you call AC Milan AC, they're like, <laughs> that's stupid. That's like calling uh, a team, uh you know FC, in uh, right. in England. I'm like, no, it's like calling a team United or calling a team you know, sporting yeah. or or athletic. You know, yeah, people, it's fucking. We know who AC are. There's no other AC in the <laughs> yeah, fucking exactly. world. <laughs> it's like there's probably tons of ACs in in, in Italy, but, but when you say AC, you know it's AC Man. Yeah, just like there's tons of Uniteds in England, but when you say United, you know it's Man United. Yeah. It's true. It's Good true. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny how many Italian clubs were formed by like mm. Englishmen. Yep. A lot of clubs have like the English flag in yeah. their in their crest, like AC Milan, oh, uh, and Barcelona, Barcelona, uh, Juventus uh, have their famous zebra colours from Nuts County. Mm. Uh, in yeah, I'm wondering like where do these English people come from? Like were they all just around Europe <laughs> yeah. uh, in the 1800s? Yeah, and just had like this massive following of people because they had like a, a yeah. pigskin. And they kicked her out. <laughs> yeah, how did this like game modern catch day Jesus? On? Imagine showing someone football for the first time, uh, and just the whole country just adopts it as their <laughs> national sport. Like Brazil, <laughs> Brazil, a country of like a hundred million people, with like half black and half white slaves, and all this, and, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, we'll just all play this English sport <laughs> instead of anything else. Yeah. Like, I think not to be like the boring person, but I think it's because they did it through factories. Like every factory had a team, and the mm. factories wanted to like go head to head with each other. I wonder why so. football caught on instead of something else, though. Like, do you think like fighting would be the easy you choice? Would, you would think that. Yeah, but like, people don't want to get hurt then. Yeah, you, you, know? you would lose. Like, if someone was like, yeah, "Do you want to boot a ball around there, or do you want to beat the shit out of each other?" I'd be like, oh, "Why not let's both?" Go with the ball. 
Mm. Yeah, but that's rugby then. That's yeah, how that's, that's true. started. That's true. Just and it is just, it's just a game that you can play without needing anything other than yeah. a, a sphere. Yeah. Like when people right. say, oh, it's like a contact sport. Mm. That's a lot of what separated like rich sports from poor sports is that what you need to play it. Like rich sports, you need a horse. Mm. Or a boat, yeah. or a yacht, like yeah. or a fucking plane. But this, uh, you just need lads. Yeah, or jumpers for goalposts. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I heard that people. It's the reason it's called football is because it's played on foot instead of on a horse. There you go. Which I don't believe. But that makes, American yeah. football is called football because the American football, the actual football, is a foot long. They're just a different breed of stupid, really, aren't they? <laughs> and the, yeah, the kicking in American football is so minimal. Like, just call it Run Hit Boy. <laughs> <laughs> is that like, not Steve Phillips? That would explain the game better than it's football. Run Push Brain Damage. Like, imagine going to Mars and saying, we have this amazing sport called football. Figure out, figure it out. Yeah. And how close they'd get. They'd get as close as soccer. If you went to Mars and said, um, we play a sport called uh, Run Hit Boy, they'd probably get not far away from American football. Yeah. And then you say, well, actually, we have this kind of ball-looking thing. Mm. It's a foot long, but that's it. Yeah. They'd be like, get the fuck back to Earth. After they've spent like a, a year trying to figure it yeah. out. <laughs> Why did you come up with this name? <laughs> well, the ball is actually a foot long. Yeah. They'd be like, what's a foot? Zap. They would be, what's a foot? <laughs> sort of like jellyfish people or something. <laughs> but all your feet are different sizes. <laughs> yeah. No one's foot is a foot long either. <laughs> they say that like a foot came from like the King of England's foot size. It's like, Bollocks. what kind of fucking inbred fuck was this? <laughs> a foot. A foot a foot long. Like... <laughs> Like a clown. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, how do I continue on? <laughs> Who the fuck um, knows where we were? Well, we were talking about United. Um, oh, yeah. I can. Uh, can I talk about Dave? Of course you can. So, hi Dave. I'm sure Dave is listening to this, and I'm. I should have asked beforehand if I can even mention him, but for anyone who's listening that isn't Dave, uh, Dave is a friend of ours, and listens in and sometimes appears on the podcast um we were talking about um the united game and the united team and i just i i I have a quote that he he messaged us um so he said people expect too much uh from a top four team at best would be like comparing arsenal to the invincibles referring to united after you know okay i think (laughs) We do compare Arsenal to the Invincibles. And it's like, you're kind always going to compare a team that was brilliant to when they were brilliant. Mm-hmm. So United were brilliant for 25 years. Something like that, right? Yep. Now suddenly, it's not that they're shit. Look, they're not like Norwich. They're not Coventry or something like that. But they're certainly nowhere near as good as they should be. Despite the fact that they have multiple million pound players in their team. And... <laughs> to come up with this excuse of well you can't compare that to United with Ferguson because it's not fair it totally is fair because that's the standard you set I think it's kind of true because now now you've kind of like described it for everyone I was thinking of like comparisons and it's true uh, non-English teams when I think of Madrid I always compare them to the Galacticos and when I think of Barcelona it's always like you know when it was Messi uh, Sanchez uh, Eto. Uh, Ibrahimovic, all those lads. When they won trebles. Ronaldinho, and... sorry. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of think that it's a natural comparison, right? And, and like, as a Liverpool fan, sure, like, I've only grown up with teams that had one or two really good players, but was always like, oh, they should be doing better, they should, you know. These teams with, like, one or two great players, and the rest is, like, what you think is good, but it's actually yeah. bang average. I remember having Barini and thinking, well, he's an Italian international, he's got to be good. And he turned out to be total dog shit, you know? Yeah. And that's the that's the thing that United fans either need to realise or, you know, change their perception or something. Is that... I just remember Brini's celebration biting his hand. Yeah, never caught on. What a wanker. I wonder why. He got sent off. 
He plays for Hellas Verona now. I think he's on loan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he got sent off yesterday. He's actually with Milan, but he's on loan with Verona. Really? I think. Someone can cut that. If they <laughs> <laughs> um, work is magic. But you know, it's, it's this thing of like, United do have some really good players, undoubtedly, but the majority of their players are bang average. For, for, me, for me, it's the exact same as like with Arsenal. What is the plan? Like you look at Pep Guardiola and you look at Jurgen Klopp, they have plans. They have styles for their team, and they do very, very well. Obviously, Man City have a ton of money, and Pep Guardiola does well because he has an open checkbook. But what is you know, what is United's vision now? Like, what is their actual style of play? I guess. Um, I mean, in fairness, they have they have quick players, so I think they'll turn into a counter-attacking team, like Rashford, James, things like that. But um, yeah, I, I do think it's fair to compare them to uh, yeah. Fergie's best teams, and Fergie's teams weren't even good half the time. They were just really good they squads. Had, they had bang average players throughout the team. Yeah, in his title winning teams. Yeah, yeah, like really bang up. Wes Brown and John O'Shea and all these lads. Even I mean, Berbatov wasn't that great either. <laughs> I mean, he was good. Yeah, but. I mean, I don't mean to shit all over Dave. Like, Dave, when you hear this, you're more than welcome to come on and defend the point you were trying to make. Maybe I've I've just used the exact quote and tried to argue it. But uh, mm. I just think, look, United are where they are. That's it. They're maybe, maybe a top four team. But uh, I don't know. I think it's harder for United and, sorry, for Arsenal fans too to, like, accept where they currently are because of the last 10, 10 years but there's been teams that had to do it the whole time you know I yeah. mean Newcastle Liverpool Newcastle Leeds. were never at the level of United or Arsenal I no. think Ever. having to deal with things like relegation and being in relegation fights like year on year though you know yeah. it's a big difference but I think in the opposite is true too that there's a lot of like teams that you'd call small or poor players or poor squads they actually get underrated in the Premier League right now. One being Palace. Yeah. Sheffield United. Like, you know, top half teams that if you put them next to Everton, every time people are going to be like, oh, Everton, better team. But that's always the thing with the Premier League is like it's the most competitive. Yeah. Because, like you said, PSG are so far ahead of whatever the bottom team is. Whereas in England, like, I mean, you play Southampton, who should be on paper shit, are probably still going to play good football yeah. and make yeah. it hard for you. I think that's one thing we've learned with a lack of football is how lucky we are to be. Um, I know we're not in England, but closest to in Ireland to have access to like uh, it is the best league in the world, no doubt. Is it the most watched? I think so. Yeah, I'd say so. Because yeah, it's a big market in the Asian US. Asian and American, yeah. So. Oh no! I just I I heard that um the Bundesliga was, but it's probably during the no, the time that there was no other, no yeah. other games. Yeah. Jesus, this is the most watched game ever. Did any of you watch La Liga, actually? I did, yeah. No. no. I'm such a fucker. Like, I mean, Messi is the best player who's ever played the game, probably. And I've seen him play you know, live. Uh, I, think, I think if you've watched 75% of, get, of his games, you've not watched enough. Like, Because we'll never get him again. Yeah, I watched him destroy Arsenal in North Twain. <laughs> I, I watched that with you. Yeah, that was, was brilliant. It happened a few times, like yeah, lots of times. Remember Every... the one where he flicked over? Yes, uh... I do. Yes. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. I know. And when Van Persie got sent off. Yes, for... I remember that too. <laughs> that was bullshit, though. That was bullshit. <laughs> Absolute whistling every time Arsenal got the ball. The second he kicks the ball, the referee blows. Yeah. Oh, kick the ball away. <laughs> Look, I'll go to my grave Troll talking city. about that. I, I, yeah, I remember how livid you were that night. If I die and go to fucking the Purdy Gates, I'll just be asking God, what was that? What was that about? What, what was that about? I'm not coming in to explain that to me. Like. I'll go downstairs. You'd go to hell rather than find out what God's plan was. If that was his plan, he can show it up his fucking hole. You hear that, God? God, all right. Uh, Avid listener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not often I get to speak about it, but Palace had a great result this weekend. Arguably played some of the best football that we saw this weekend as well. 
Uh, very arguably. Very arguably, since I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I was very happy. Came out the blocks, flying. Zaha looks great again. Team is fully fit. Seeing a full bench is nice for once. Uh, Bournemouth are in trouble. Bournemouth are in big trouble. But the, I think every team in the relegation zone is in big, big trouble. I think Villa looked the best of all of them. Mm. I do. I thought they, they put up a good fight against Chelsea. Yeah, but was it Watford they played as well? They played Sheffield United and they drew in Sheffield United, of course, yeah. <coughs> it's they not sure. too bad. Who did Watford play? Was it Leicester? Drew 1 1. Cut all that then because that's <laughs> what they played. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I think uh, Craig Dawson scored a bicycle kick. He yeah. did. He did. <laughs> Didn't even know he was still playing. And that's it. Sixty. I got. I got thirty seconds on Palace before we moved away. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. I mean, look, yeah. Bournemouth are in trouble. I. I just did want to double check the table because yeah, you're ninth. We're, we're flying it. We're two ahead of Arsenal. Two ahead of Arsenal and four points off Europa League, which potentially could be Champions League if City's yeah. thing is upheld. Level on points with Spurs. Would you good. believe at the start of the season? You'd be sandwiched between Arsenal and eleven on points of Spurs. And would you believe it in a team that has Jordan Ayew as Hodgson a lone striker as manager? No, no, not to shit on him, but like he's he is a certain type of manager. He was yeah. a bit of a joke for a while. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he was and the a lot of jokes. And with England too, he didn't do himself yeah. any favors with that. But he and I, and this is this is what kind of makes me happy enough as a Palace fan is that. You know, I've, I've kind of a laboured point in this podcast now, but I'm like, what direction and what vision or style do United have or Arsenal have? I know very firmly what Palace set up to do every game. And so far this season, it's worked. And the signings we make, albeit not many of them, serve a purpose. With Benteke back fit now as well, we actually look far better, which is a funny thing to say considering how goal-shy he is. But he, win- he wins every header. Of course he does. Every yeah. header. <laughs> yeah. That's what he'll do. Yeah. He's but, a fucking beanpole. It might not go anywhere. It's not even how tall he is, but the shape of his head has to be something to do with it. He yeah. has the oddest shaped head. It's like a... Oh, what's the name of that dinosaur that has like the the big bone behind uh, his... Trice- Triceratops. Oh, Triceratops. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. His head like opens out the back. <laughs> and he's got two little horns. <laughs> <laughs> Runs around on all fours, tail and all. That's our Ben Do we have to cut that? No. Okay. Oh. I was just—I was going to start talking about dinosaurs. There. What's your favorite one? <laughs> Welcome to the Dino Cast. I was mad into dinosaurs as a kid. Like I could name every fucking dinosaur yeah. ever, and I've just—I've forgotten it all. I always think a Stegosaurus is is called a Triceratops for some reason. Triceratops. Just think of the three horns. Yeah, that's that's how Tri- I always. Yeah. But they all, but you could say that about all dinosaurs. They're, They're all named after. Yeah, lots um, of them. Oh, some of them are the fucking most stupid names, like uh, fucking the Maxi Predatorosaurus or yeah. something. Yeah. They're like they just want their dinosaur to sound better than Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Did I read that? Nothing sounds better. Did I read than that that they could actually clone dinosaurs? Is that true? Apparently, technology is at a, <laughs> a stage could. where they could, but you'd have to find like, like not dead matter of them to do it isn't it um, like all we have is I like have no dusty bones like I you know I always liked the Allosaurus why because he was like a smaller version of a T-Rex he was a bit like a uh, a hipster T-Rex he was humble was he he was you know he was a T-Rex who didn't get credit fair uh, right. w- was it in Jurassic Park no exact see if you weren't in Jurassic Park you're not you weren't a top tier dinosaur no. no even the fucking pterodactyls they were only in part 3 yeah surprising well so. they were shit in part 3 there was one I bit in they part, were three, good part 3 there's one bit where like one of one of the um pterodactyls the good bit like three. slowly looks at the camera menacingly like but it just looks like a like a I don't <laughs> a even know what you call it like yeah a pelican, a pelican. just like looking menacingly and it just doesn't work <laughs> I thought it was fine what I, what I find is amazing is that I've said this to you earlier as well but my son struggles with words like cucumber but like you could can name every fucking dinosaur he sees <laughs> and they're all like you know 
five six syllables long. Yeah. No no hassle. It's what funny. what? Why does he struggle with cucumber? Well, I think he can say cucumber, but he struggles with some pronunciations because he's three. Oh, it's not. Yeah, no. But I was wondering, was it something to do with the the cucumber, or was it the umber? Oh well, he has a funny thing where instead of saying like look. L's seem to be a problem now, but mm. I think that's common, right? Because that's why he said oh, yeah, red, yeah. red lorry, yellow lorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he says like hook, hook here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> that's like that. Uh, have you seen that meme? I've been mad for it recently. I call it a meme. It's just a video of uh, you know they're like, what are those? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she does to this kid. She's like, what are those? He's like, oh, they call my sandals. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it really quick. Too sure. I mean, you can cut this, obviously, because this is absolutely not. This is gold. Don't be afraid of dead air. Isn't that what they say? Who's dead? <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> what are those? They call my sandals. Oh. <laughs> Poor kid. She, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he's on the. Yeah. They call my sandals. <laughs> So yeah, I guess L's are a problem. Yeah, they are. So what you have to do with your tongue a lot of time, sandals, like even mm. for like R's and stuff mm. and S's, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So where your tongue is. Yeah, like um, it's a stereotype, but a lot of like uh, far east uh, cultures, they just have no L sound, mm. or uh, they just can't pronounce like, the sound. They just can't make it at all. Mm. It's just. If they grew up in another country, they would, they would, but they've just grown up unable to do it. Yeah, uh, because even um, uh, like when you roll your R, not not like the R, but there's a way to oh, like nice. get a kind of fucking Tony the Tiger here. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a way to do it with your throat, like See, I, I can't but, do that. But if I try and I do that, I'm just using like spit. Yeah. To go, but so, there's a way to just use your throat to. I had to go to speech therapy to say R's and S's. Did you? I, I still get them wrong sometimes. Mm. You picked up your R's and S's? <laughs> no. <laughs> How do you say cars? How do you say awesome? I can't even say my own name properly. Like, the way. Say my name there. Connor. Yeah, Connor. I would have been like Connor. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you don't have that problem now. I've never heard you mispronounce an R and S. Alright. Because, you know, sometimes I get paranoid. like, am I fucking up and people are just nah. being polite? But I like they're common enough. Like, I think people... everyone, especially when you listen back, like I am right now in the car, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, you hear yourself and you're like, that was a bit lispy. That was a bit lispy or something. Even saying it, that was a bit lispy. I'm like, or is my tongue lispy? Yeah, but like none of us are like trained orators, like so. Of course, there's gonna be mess ups and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, do you find you change? You consciously change your accent, because like, I mean, coming from England, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You, do you think you change it? Hundred percent, and I could nearly pinpoint the time that I had to tone down. Yeah. When I would, <laughs> my first like month in Ireland, everyone was like, "Sorry." I was like, I'm coming from a fucking country that's, that's language based from. I made this language. And people would be like, sorry. I'm doing it right, you're doing it wrong. Like, I would say, I say, um, car. car. I drive a car. Yeah. And people would be like, what? And I'd have to go, car. Car. Yeah, but you can nearly pick out the people in school who were like... What you do? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it's true. When I went to England recently, I went to like Bristol and I was getting a haircut. <laughs> a bit weird to be getting your haircut and all that. Anyway, yeah. But uh, they were like, well, "What's the plan for tonight, lads?" And we we're like, "Oh, we might just go to a bar." And they were like, "A what?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "A bar." And they were like, "Bar? <laughs> what the fuck is that?" And <laughs> I was like. Public. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. It's like a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and Bristol is like Bristol has like a culture accent anyway. Like it's pretty mm. similar. It's like Welsh. It's funny and like in my head you still have like an English accent, but the more I listen to it now, like consciously, it's not that. It's not. And like this, is the other thing too is that when I started working for an American multinational 
company where I dealt with American clients, I had to change some of my already evolved Anglo-Irish accent mm. to be more Americanized. So like, I'm howdy. Howdy. So yeah, my my uh, my accent is a, is definitely a mashup. Yeah. And then poor Ollie then. With me with three accents and Paulina with a yeah. fucking Polish Irish accent. Yeah. Oh, he's got no hope. It's gonna come out like oh, yeah. yeah. Like he'll be bilingual and that's the fucking best thing. Yeah, to be honest. He'll probably start to talk like Conor McGregor. Jesus <laughs> Christ, yeah. I, d- I didn't know it was proper number 12. I thought it was pr- just proper 12. Proper number 12, yeah. Fucking what? Yeah, like I, on the, there's an advert in the States, I don't know if it's an item too, where he's promoting it and he says, Whopper number 12. Oh. I was like, I just thought it was called proper twelve, not proper number twelve. His whiskey. Yeah, but it's like, but it's the number word on the label, like. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, I just have to clarify it for it's the like N O dot. Yeah, yeah, but I just thought that was like you just oh. overlook that. That's just a. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. just call it proper twelve. I haven't tasted it yet. It's fine. Fucking bushmills. Yeah. It's yeah. It's normal. I can't brand. tell whiskeys apart. Yeah. I, can I drink... can't tell beers apart most of the time. Beers depends. I can definitely drink most beers, but I find um, which one is a Carlsberg from a bottle, like rancid. Just specifically Carlsberg from a bottle. It tastes like a basement somewhere. Yeah. You can. <laughs> <laughs> a basement somewhere. <laughs> you can. I probably am a bit crazy, but I can tell the difference between green and brown bottle beers. Like, if you drink them, it's mm. a different taste. Well, is that because, like, in Poland, they have a lot of brown bottle beers and stuff? Well, and that's, you get that certain... that's the thing, is that I've, I became accustomed to drinking from yeah. a glass bottle. Because, like, we're all cans here. Cans and yeah. pints. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of bottle drinking in, in, in yeah. Europe. So. And is it the reason they have in coloured glass is to stop sunlight spoiling it or something? And it's also just to make it easier to, to pick up from the ground if it smashes. Oh, because if you have clear glass, smashes on the ground, you okay. kind of have to corner off the area, or someone fall over and slice the knee open. But with a brown glass, you're gonna see it. Green glass, likely gonna see it. Makes sense. But and it's cheaper to cheaper to produce, and it's recyclable too. Wow. I'm here all week, lads. Fuck, you know Fuck the football shit. podcast. Talk to me about glass. <laughs> <laughs> you found his true passion now. See <laughs> ya. You should see my collection. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we talk stained glass. <laughs> well, I've got dinosaurs. Kieran's got glass. What do you got? Um, Don't uh, say music. Euphonium. Yeah. Oh God, you're taking away music and football. Uh, nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? <laughs> I have to think about that. Not much. Like okay, so like if you're at. A meal or a social occasion, and you only half know some of the people. What's like your go-to fact, or what's a go-to conversation start? Well, I would one hundred percent never come up to them and be like, "I've got this amazing fact for you." <laughs> well, no, but in but in, <laughs> in, in passing, you, you know, everyone has something in their arsenal, right? I don't know. Maybe just being a good conversationalist. To be honest, I find most of the time if I'm talking to someone at like a wedding or something. They're off their face plastering yeah. half the time and are just not along it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I think it's easy to I find it strange when people are like, Oh, I'm just not I'm not I don't know what to say to people, I'm not good with people. Like, literally just ask them their horoscope. Like, mm. they're either not gonna know, or they'll know a little bit, or they'll know loads. And if they don't know any that. What? What? I, like I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be like, I've never done it off the top of my head. Connor, what's your horoscope? Can I swap Scorpio. seats? Oh, Me too. We're up. Oh, really? Oh, there we go. Conversations flowing. <laughs> Here we, we go. Do a podcast. Conversations flowing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. And if someone says, "What the fuck is a horoscope?" You know, loads to talk about. If they're what like, "Loads to talk about," you're like, "You've never heard of a horoscope, you imbecile." <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm four. Not There's a horoscope. Yeah. <laughs> But it's funny, like, people love to talk about themselves. Like, that's the thing. If, if, if you're ever in an awkward, you know, yeah. you know where are you from? Where did you go to college? What do you do? Yeah. About, like, 15 minutes there. Give someone an excuse yeah. to talk about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Just run How many brothers and sisters do you have? None. 
And you're like, oh. That must be that must yeah. have been difficult growing up as a single child. It's like, well, no, not really, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> my parents gave me a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> These accents on display tonight are brilliant. I have to say. Oh, we should do an accent podcast. I can't wait till you compile them again. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a special guest for the accent podcast. <laughs> may or may not be good. <laughs> Debatable, I guess. <laughs> Professional ac- accentist. <laughs> Son, you should do the intros. <laughs> Crocodile <laughs> In your accent, yeah. yeah. Train for a week. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, yeah, see? That's what happens. This is why we never speak about Palace. Oh, yeah, the fourth quarter went out of <laughs> this control. Is, this is still about Palace. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, John Nayu, best player in the league. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Disagree. We well, what's his horoscope? Well, let's talk about it next time. <laughs> All right, will we wrap up? Wrap it up. It's been a good one, lads. It's been a good one. Well, I know I've enjoyed the return to the podcast. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back in probably a couple of weeks when there's been more football played uh, to wrap up the season. Liverpool may be champions by then. Mm-hmm. Arsenal maybe <laughs> maybe tenth. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and see you next time. Love, put them under pressure.